listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? WWKJD. All right. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> what, what, what Those are all call letters. We're oh. on the radio now. Oh, yeah? Forget podcasting. Welcome back to WWKJD. Brought to you by... Sitting here with Big and the Frog. <laughs> Ribbit. <laughs> We're going radio. Should, all right. Should I, should I explain for real? We are radio. Yeah, what the hell does all that right, mean? Kyle, remember a long time ago... Uh, thank God we're out of this age. But remember when rubber, <laughs> remember when rubber bracelets were a thing? Ah, yes. And fucking everybody's wearing cheap trinket bullshit around their wrists. Yes. One of the most popular ones, besides cheater liar Lance Armstrong, was <laughs> WWJD. Correct. And what w- would Jesus do? Yes, indeed. Well, <laughs> we came up with the idea of what well, would you know, King Jesus do? No. Oh God, no. <laughs> Yeah, come out as a lying. Now, anyway, all right. W. Well, after a good start here. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> WWKJD. What would Kyle and James do? Ah, yes. We are essentially going to imagine ourselves, not as actors, but who we are—the personality, the person that Us. is Kyle, and the person that is James, our real life characters. What would we do in certain movie situations? I'm going to plug Kyle into certain situations. He's going to plug me into certain situations, and we would. We're going to describe how we would react. What would Kyle and James do? Yes. All right. I'm excited. Who's going to start? You're going to start. I'm going to start? All right. This was your idea. I'll I'll start a little easy. I'll start with an easy one. We'll get into the really crazy, funny stuff later. Excellent. I'm going to start with an easy one. A softball. Yeah. Because it's a softball because it's very much a – it's it's a pure dichotomy. It's a Mm -hmm. one or the other choice. You ready, Kyle? All right. You'll see what I mean. Yeah. Is this enough buildup? Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyle, you are the character. Kyle switches places with Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. <laughs> which pill? See what I mean? See what I mean? Pure dichotomy. Which pill do you take, Kyle? I have The Matrix on my list, which makes this very funny. So Whoa! we started off on a good a good point. We did not consult. We did not. No. Um, yeah, I have a, a slightly different Matrix idea, so I'll throw it back to you. With, uh, I, I, with have a, a, I have a part B to Matrix. With it. Oh, okay. Oh, so you, oh, I'll excellent. go, then you go, then I go. Excellent. All right, get it. Okay. I mean, I go. You what go. What would I do, red pill or the blue pill? Yeah. Hmm. I'd want to know. I'd want to know. Excellent. I'd want to kick the it, – because it's – I mean, if we're sitting here right now and this is all bullshit, I'd like to know – Okay, powers that be while we look around. <laughs> We're looking up at the ceiling. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I which the red pill, right? The red one. I is... actually don't remember which color. <laughs> I don't remember which color sends you through, you know. I think it was red. Yeah? Red seems like the aggressive choice and blue seems like the go with the flow. I think okay. it'd be red. All right, yeah. So I, if that's the correct one, I'd want to know what's beyond the veil. Me yeah. too. I, I agree with you. We agree yeah, on that we one. We agree. Let's keep track of if we agree or disagree oh, in certain right, situations. Right. There's, there's, there's one agree yeah. right there. If we have similar ideas. Good so idea. we'd agree. All right, now I'm going to piggy because you had your part two, so I'm going to see if we nailed the same part two. Okay. Okay, so my Matrix question for you was, James, the character of James, the Coney Island robot, <laughs> is waking up from its slumber. You've just taken the pill. And you see what's beyond the veil. 
Now my question to you is, what do you do after this? Do you assume the responsibility and fight the robots? Or do you just go, holy shit, give up? <laughs> or your choice of anything else? What well, do you do once you know? I fight. That's, yeah. that, that's a pretty easy one. Yeah. yeah. I would fight. I, I, I try to regrow my hair, right? Like Keanu Reeves <laughs> does. I'd go through the tennis ball phase, which, by the way, Kyle had to go through recently. I did. Got a fade haircut for the I first time in his life. Indeed. It's, it's grown back now, but anyway, a little bit of insight right there. Um, yeah, I fight. And in fact, that was going to be my question to That's you. That's what too. I thought. I was going to phrase it in terms of you're that, what was that goatee dickhead's name? The one that <laughs> the one that turns on them? What the hell's his name? Cypher? Uh, I just know that? him as Joe Pantoliano. <laughs> All right. You know what he does. He, yeah. he goes back into, he chooses to get plugged back into the Matrix. He uh-huh. becomes a turncoat, right? Because he's a dick. And he chooses fame. <laughs> he's like, I want to be famous and I want to eat steaks and I want lots of women. And, uh, just plug me back in and let me forget the whole thing. So uh-huh. he he's a chicken shit, right? He's a total right. traitor. So what would you do, Kyle? WWKD. I, I, I would be so disillusioned at that point that there'd be nothing else to do but fight. Yes. Because if you go back in, then you're just succumbing to the bullshit. And in this day and age, we cannot succumb to the bullshit. No way, man. So I would fight, even though I would most likely die. Probably instantly. I mean, in all realistic uh, sense here. All right. <laughs> yeah, that was an easy one. I was probably going right. to start with the Matrix, That's, that too, so when I sent it to you. Excellent. Yeah. All right, now you're up. A good, uh, uh, we're going to find that most of the movies that we're choosing probably include some big... Uh, some big concept choices in this situation. I think so. I tried to find some minutia, but... Uh, All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to make sure you've seen these as well, because as we know, <laughs> James has not seen as many movies as I have. So have you seen the movie Training Day? Yes! Excellent. Good movie. Yes. Good movie. So I'm sending you into Training Day. You are Ethan Hawke. It Damn. is Training Day. You're hanging out with Denzel. He's already made you smoke PCP. You're, <laughs> you're rolling around town. And you roll up on that place and you find out that on your first day of training in your narcotics division that your trainer, spoiler alert, <laughs> is a dirty cop. One of the dirtiest. What do you do? Whistleblower, baby. Whistleblow oh, it? Yeah, whistleblow. Whistleblow the hell out of that. And situation. I need an explanation on how you'd whistleblow because of how intense Denzel was in that situation. Right. Basically showing Ethan Hawke that he was trapped in this system that he was never going to be able to get out of. So how do you go from that point, figuring that out, to the culmination? What do you think the outcome All right. would be? Assuming that if I just go with the flow for that first training day yeah, and I don't tip my hat to Denzel that I'm going to rat him out or whistleblow. I don't, I don't, I don't consider that a rat. I consider that heroic whistleblowing. But anyway. Absolutely. Um, lay low. Go with the flow for that first day. And then quietly the, the very next day go in and blow that whistle and resign immediately and and demand protected status and all that good stuff. Because he's, he's well-connected Denzel in that world, right? Uh-huh. He and sure so as he hell would, is. He would get revenge on you real quick if he found out that you did it. Oh, I blow the whistle on him so fast. Make him think that everything was that everything was cool and A-OK at the end of that shift, at the end of training day. And then training day two would be <laughs> training day that two, guy in handcuffs. Office job at the advertising agency. <laughs> training day two, witness protection program. Here's how you use the copier. <laughs> What'd you say you used to do? 
Anyway, what would you do, Kyle? You're, you're Ethan Hawke. Uh, I would try to do the same thing, but honestly, in a very similar turn to The Matrix, I think that I would probably get killed pretty instantly in that situation, too. <laughs> oh. I feel like the minute that I saw beyond the curtain that he would see in my eyes that I was, I was uh. not cool. I don't know if I'd be able to pull it off. You'd have a hard time faking it till yeah. the end of the day. Well, see, that's the thing. The, the reason why it's so hard to imagine Ethan Hawke faking it to the end of the day is because he early on starts taking small stands against Denzel, mm-hmm. and it just snowballs at it. But if you don't put up that um, resistance, right, then you could you might be able to sneak your way through the, the whole day mm-hmm. with Denzel and make him think that you're on his side and all that. Honestly, probably about five minutes into that training day, that would not be the job for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be well out of that before any of that came to play. Yeah, stop at a gas station. Is there a bathroom? I'd be like, just run. You keep doing what you're doing, I'm out of this. <laughs> I wouldn't even find out. I wouldn't even make it that far. But if I did, oh man, I don't know. Excellent. That'd be, that'd be tough. All right, well, very good. We don't agree then. Well, we do we? We do. All right. We, I think my expectations for the outcome are slightly different okay. on my end. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I see what you're saying. All right. All right. Okay. Next up. Now, we're, we're heavy on the action movie, so I'm, yes. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Switch here. gears. I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. And here we go, Kyle. WWKD. Here's the title of the movie, and I Get think it. you're going to know exactly what the question is. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Sophie's Choice. <laughs> <laughs> 127 hours. Oh. Fuck, man. God Spoiler damn. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. The character that is James Franco, in order to escape from being pinned against a canyon wall by a boulder that fell on him, fell on his arm in particular, has to essentially cut himself free by amputating from just just below the wrist on the forearm side of things and yeah. crawl out of that. Based so, on the real life situation of a real person, a real person. that so, did that. Uh, <laughs> if you want to cut straight to the chase... Pun intended, right? If you want to cut, <laughs> low-hanging fruit, baby. It's a humor podcast. Oh man, it's a comedy podcast. Uh, we could jump right to the end, essentially, of the story, where you know, again, spoiler alert, he does in fact cut himself free. Or we could talk about Kyle, the whole experience, surviving on your own piss, mm-hmm. rationing out your food. Anyway, what would Kyle do? You're pinned to the boulder, Kyle. Um. I think one of the the strengths of that movie, based on the book, based on the real situation that went down, Mm -hmm. is that they really show you, over the course of 127 hours, Mm -hmm. the, the, like, fall and rise of the human spirit and of motivation and drive. And I don't even know if I could accurately predict what my animalistic brain would do after that long being pinned there. Because, thinking about it right now, would I want to free myself? Of course. Would I... Am I strong enough to be able to go through that, not pass out in shock, and then Mm. cut my arm off and escape from the boulder? Honestly, I don't think that I could do it. I think that I would be stuck there. And I would try, and I would yell, and I would get weaker, and I would fade, and I would die. I think that's... (laughs) A lot of these situations are involving me dying oh, so far. Man. But I would absolutely try my best to ration and I and probably go through the similar steps. I don't know if I – I mean, that dude was like hiker, uh, mountaineer guy extraordinaire. So mm-hmm. he was in a lot of ways kind of prepared for that sort of situation. 
I don't fancy myself the outdoorsman very much, so I don't know what would happen to me. Probably death. I would try. I'm just. I would try my hardest, and maybe you know adrenaline and instinct would kick in, and I'd go for it. I don't know. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd cut it off. Yeah. Yeah. I th- not, I'm not saying there's no problem, but um, I don't. I don't recall in the movie if he made a very, very uh, strong effort to like yank himself free because I feel like you could probably accomplish the same thing with friction. Like if the pinch is is strong enough, you should be able to tear away. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, that's that's getting think, into the, the specifics of it. I right. I think one of the things that they said was that the boulder fell and it was actively still at an angle where it was like weighing down his arm and pinning it. Ah. So every time that it would just crush, it would just keep settling in further and further on it. So I don't know. But eventually you'd have to, I mean, something would be pulverized and you'd be free. His yeah. arm was dead at whatever, yeah, for like a day <laughs> or so. So I don't know. All right, well, I don't... I, I think, think you I, would do it straight yeah, up. I would Probably day one. In you'd fact, be like, I, fuck yeah. this arm. <laughs> I, would, uh, I would... I remember watching that movie and thinking I would have done it way earlier. Like, he um, he wore down his knife big time on the rock itself. Like, yeah. striking it repeatedly. Like, you could come to the conclusion that your little Swiss Army knife ain't going to do shit against that boulder pretty uh-huh. quickly, you know? And you might as well use that sharpness. He dulled it quite a bit. Yeah. Use the other part of the blade. Use, like, the... Yeah, the bludgeoning. Exactly. If you can't crack part. it with that, then what? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I want to see the actual footage. God damn it. Oh man. <laughs> All right, Kyle, you're up. I think they said Franco watched that to like prep for the role too. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, interesting. Interesting indeed. All right, you're up, man. All right. Which one should I pick for you? Okay, classic. The Fugitive. Ooh, one of Kyle's crutch movies. My crutch movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to say. Uh-huh. You're going to prison for your wife's murder, and you didn't do it. Uh-huh. You're going to prison. You're on the bus. You're going to prison. And I'm just going to say exactly what happens in the movie, because he's not the cause of the bus crashing, but the bus crashes, and he gets out. What do you do? Oh man, I thought I thought you were gonna ask me if I jump. You jump off the dam. I yeah, was gonna you, ask you, that. You, that was gonna be my follow up. Damn. <laughs> and you would jump. Uh, no, I don't think so. You don't. You wouldn't jump. I don't think so. You no. go back in custody. I. Th- he's already been tried at this point, right? Oh yeah, he is. He's on death row, I think, at that point, or at least in the waning steps of that. Oh well, then all right. See, I'm I'm remembering wrong. In that case, I jump. Yeah. Yeah. And in that case, the bus crashes. Oh yeah. Goodbye. I've already been tried for something I didn't do. What's like? Mm-hmm. What's the worst that can what's happen? What's the worst that can happen? They catch me again. Like, so what's your plan? You're out there. You're on the run. What do you do to try and clear your name or figure it out? Because he goes through a whole bunch of bullshit. Like goes back to the hospital, looks through all that stuff, tries to solve it on his own. Uh, I would have done. I would have. Instead of remaining so close to the to the scene, if you will, I would have put a lot of distance and time between myself and the crime scene and the crime moment, mm-hmm. and then tried to solve it later on. Let time go by, you know. A little time pass. A little time pass. Lay low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How about you? Would you turn yourself back in? No, I, yeah, I definitely run away. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've been tried at that point. Right. Oh, damn. I don't know what I would do. I would probably think of the most trustworthy person in there you go. Yep. in my life and try and 
get a hold of them mm-hmm. and see if I could stay with them and figure it out from there. There you go. But I'm contacting you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta hide me in the studio, All man. All right, we'll do they're, it. They're fucking after me. <laughs> Just if you ever find yourself in that situation, someone's accused you of. Oh, God, I can't go down this road. It's, it's gonna get grim. Anyway, call I'm, us. I'm and... there for you. <laughs> Email us at Loud in the Center. Anyway, all right, I'm up, right? Yes. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here's a good one. Kyle. Yes. <clears throat> Empire Strikes Back is the movie. Ooh. Luke Skywalker is the role. Mm-hmm. The moment. Of WWKD is, do you stay with Yoda to complete your training? <laughs> or do you go to Cloud City because your friends are in trouble? That's a great question because okay. both of those, uh, that's one of those choices, unlike the other one where putting yourself back in custody, maybe they're just like, all right, life in prison or whatever, you know, you turned yourself in. Mm-hmm. But you're still kind of fucked at that point. I think that with everything that Luke saw and and learned by that point, mm-hmm. that he would have to stay and do the training. That's how I felt when I watched it. And he would have to know and trust Yoda that that's what was supposed to be going on. So I would probably stay, honestly, and it would suck. And it seemed like everything would have turned out the same way that it happened, <laughs> even if he hadn't gone there, doesn't it? Because what uh, would have happened? I'd Han have to... Solo would have gone in Carbonite, which was being tested for Luke when Luke showed up. Ooh. And Leia was in, you know, irons and went to go to be Jabba's slave. That's right. Luke didn't really accomplish much. He really much. didn't accomplish much of anything. I mean, he got, he got told the biggest... You know, mm-hmm. shock secret of his life. Yeah, but he didn't. Good point. Yeah, man. Oh, so I'd probably shit. stay. He he didn't trust Yoda at that point, or rather, just trusted himself more, and he went for it. I think I would stay and complete the training. Wow, when you put it like that, wow, wow. good analysis, man. Yeah, because I was gonna say fuck that, I would go, but man, you just changed my opinion. Holy shit! Yeah. Trust Yoda. Friends. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. You yeah. know, knowing that they turned out the way that they did anyway, and maybe you know, if he doesn't show up, Vader's there torturing them until he shows up. Who you knows? You know, he's he's a bit cocky though at the same time because he mm-hmm. thinks that he he thinks what is he like a one man wrecking crew? He's going right. to show up and and yeah, because they were torturing him and luring him there with you know, knowing that his friends were in like deep shit. Yep. So he felt the pain. He felt them in pain, but I think he could have held out. I think he could have trusted fucking 8,000-year-old Yoda or whatever and just gone with it. All right. Yeah. Very good. I, I, I would you, stay. You changed my mind, so we'll, we'll chalk that up as a degree. All right. Very good. All right. You're up. Excellent. Okay. I don't think you've seen this movie, so I'm going to I'm gonna ask anyway, but Dawn of the Dead. Mm-mm. None of them, right? Nah, skip it. Darn. Because <laughs> I was really interested to know what James would do in a we'll, zombie we'll, apocalypse. We'll save that for a guest. One day. Um, okay. We're going with... The Blair Witch Project. We're switching gears here. James, you're out in the woods. You're filming a documentary. Mm -hmm. You get super, super duper lost. You lose your map. Your friend takes your map. Who knows what the hell happens? You're hella lost in the woods. You can't find your way out. What do you do? 
You got two friends with you, by the way. Right. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I have two thoughts because I've thought about this before. You know, like I've talked about this movie a lot and I, I have contingency plans and some of that. <laughs> and the first one, but you might be able to shoot down my first contingency plan. So here we go. You follow the fucking stream in one way or the other, in one direction or the other. Pick away. In fact, you just follow it upstream because that's, or no, fuck it. You follow it downstream. You'll hit the ocean, right? <laughs> fuck that. I changed my mind. Either way, you follow a stream, you will, all waters lead to civilization. Simple as that. Right? And down is easier, right? Yeah. And so, uh, but did they try that in the movie? How did they get looped back? No, they walked away from the river and they're like, we were already here. Yeah. And so some weird spatial uh-huh. fucking uh, abnormality sent them back to where they right. they, they sort of walk in the loop. Some Blair Witch bullshit. Yeah, some, some curse, whatever. <laughs> all right. Now, if, if walking the stream doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. Which, all right, it might. It might not because you might walk the stream and somehow the witch has some curse on you and you wind up back where you started, just like mm-hmm. what happened to him. Then uh, I said this to my sister the night we were in the theater <laughs> when my sister was throwing fucking M&Ms at stupid kids who were making fun of the movie and everything like that. I said, you light that fucking place on fire. <laughs> I, I know it was raining, but you could start a fire in the rain. I don't care. You can, you can, if you're resourceful enough, you could do that. And if I'm desperate enough and supernatural shit is happening in the nighttime, you they were relatively safe during the day. During uh-huh. the day, nothing happened except like supernatural walking in loops. But oh my god, while the movie's going on, I turned to my sister like fucking like a huge fire, like like a ecosystem level threat <laughs> fire, like the, a type of fire that would make the news. Yeah. That would cause rescue helicopters to fly in. That would cause teams to like swarm in and try to, t- uh-huh. and you would be. Oh, you'd be found, all right. How do you not die in the fire? I'm no, curious. you just always stay at the edge of it. Okay. I'm pretty confident I wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't burn in the fire? Yeah, no. Also, what are the implications of setting a forest fire for your own rescue? Can hey, you do that? Uh, no, I'd be charged. <laughs> at least I wouldn't be fucking mauled by the hands of some witch. But yeah, I'd probably go to jail for a little bit for yeah. arson and whatnot. Yeah. And I'd probably kill a little, you know, bugs and bunnies on the way. Hey, three square chipmunks. meals in jail, you know. It's you know it's a little it's, alone time. And here's the thing that what was it in Maryland, right? It's an East Coast, right? It's an East Coast temperate forest. Hey, biologist time. Let's be biologists, there we Kyle. Go. Hey, biologists, we want to set the forest on fire. <laughs> uh, it's a temperate forest in the Northeast of the United States. It looks like not even secondary growth. Doesn't even look like tertiary growth forest. It's oh. all like thin little piece of shit trees. <laughs> so it's not optimal habitat. It's probably quaternary habitat at that point. Fucking burn, burn it that, down. Burn it down. Burn it down. <laughs> have the helicopter come in. You know, get your little, uh, looks like a pizza box coat when they rescue you. You know, like those fucking reflective <laughs> coats that they wrap all the, and boom, you fly to safety, I think. That's a compelling point. Anyway, what would you do? I'd you could tell it. I had a little rant ready for that I'd, one. I'd burn the forest down, I think. Yeah? In that instance, Ooh, yeah. so I convinced you. If right. the, if the, I mean, my first instinct also would be stream and yeah. go for it. And also, I mean... The weird shit is is going down, mm-hmm. which is scary. Mm-hmm. But you're in a forest, and you do have a stream, so you do have resources for a while. If you can deal with the crippling psychological damage of possibly being hunted by a witch that's gonna curse and tear your tongue out and your teeth and everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, setting the fire forest on fire. Yeah, did they have stuff to make a fire? They must have, right? I would assume so. And yeah. if not, fucking scout it up. Well, another thing. Boy Scout, Girl Scout, start a fire. Another another idea just occurred to me, and that is hike at night. Stay, stay, <clears throat> hike 24 hours. Why would you stop? Once, yeah. the first time you stopped and crazy shit happened and teeth and whatnot are showing up inside your tent and one guy disappears, why would you ever go back to sleep? 
Yeah. I would stay up all night. I, I you know even if the fucking thing is chasing you at night, at least you're awake and you're mobile. Yeah. And if you get desperate, you nap during the daytime when nothing appears to be happening. That's a good point. It's fucking. Oh, I almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. M- morons. <laughs> all right, I'm up. Yes. All right, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. Here we go. All right, Kyle, I'm going to change gears a little bit. Because, again, we're sort of heavy on, like, really intense situations here. Yeah, well, yeah. These are, anyway. Not a lot of levity. Yeah. <laughs> here we go, Kyle. The movie. Uh-huh. Castaway. Oh, I was going to ask about Castaway. The character. Yes. Wilson. <laughs> no, you know what? You're Fuck a volleyball. It. I, I didn't want to do this. <laughs> I didn't want to do this so early into the podcast, but fuck it, I'm doing it. I'm changing my game plan. Ooh. I was originally going to put you in one character's role. I'll put you in another one, baby. Oh, man. You're Helen Hunt. Oh, I fucking knew <laughs> you'd ask that. And we're at the end, Kyle. God damn it. WWKD. Tom Hanks shows up at your door. You've given up on him after how many years of searching? However many it was, right? It was like two or three at that point. She has seemingly moved on. Mm. She's remarried. She's got a, a kid. At least yeah. one, right? think so she's got a nice house it's pouring rain out and ta-da tom hanks shows up at your door wwkd we talked about this on the kyle cut if i remember correctly because you don't like the open ending and i think that i mentioned that this is one of the most distressing movies i've ever seen in my entire life it's on my list I, I (laughs) i was gonna pitch it to you um, and just to ask you what you do on the desert island because I want to know about all your survival skills. Oh damn! Which I'm right. sure you you could do. But uh, oh man, I'm Helen Hunt in this situation. Yeah, man. Fuck, Curveball. Man. <laughs> Come on, man! You hit the curveball. I've seen you play ball. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly swing at the curveball. Um, <laughs> you know what? For the sake of totally going with my gut right now. Yep. I think I'd go back to Hanks. Wow! I think that I would do it. Wow. And I would be very, I mean, I would feel like shit. And and it it is, I'm just going right off of my emotional, you know, gut reaction to the situation. If I, I mean, probably in that moment and expanding it out in time, maybe they'd come to some other consensus about what's going on, but... Fuck, in that moment, every all your hopes and dreams that you had that were, like, crushed and destroyed and your whole life turns around. It mm-hmm. sucks. And I feel like, you know, the other person in the equation, I don't know how understanding I would be or what the situation would be, but, boy, that sucks. Wow. Boy, that really sucks. And maybe it would end up just being, you know, that you'd be, like, best friends forever and you'd... You know, you'd move on after that sort of situation. Because you've been gone for it, but he's been pining, and, like, that's the only thing that's kept him on track. So yep. I don't know how you'd be able to hear that story and then not go with it. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Nice. What about you? I Call it a cop-out. Call it whatever you want. But the one thing that bothers me about that ending, I actually think it's a beautiful ending. It's it's emotional. I love It's, that it's really intense. So you don't like the open ending, uh, you know, like, what does he do next? I can deal with it. All right. The reason I don't like it is because of the irony of the situation that he comes back and that that's the way that that movie ended. Because it's impossible. to. I mean, you're seeing it right now. I'm distressed just thinking about yeah. it. That's why I don't like it. I, I'm going to I'm gonna say that the one thing that bothers me about the end of that movie is that how quickly a decision is made. Yes. She, in like a 
fucking 10 minute span, you know, shows how much she still loves him by kissing him passionately in the rain and uh-huh. and hesitating in the moment. And, oh, God. Ah, I just felt like making a silly face. <laughs> but then, you know, like we're, we're sort of expected to believe that when she walks away from his car and goes back inside, that's it. And I think that's a harder decision and one that should take a little bit more time. So if I'm Helen Hunt, you know what I do in that situation? I'm elated. I'm shocked. I'm surprised. And you know what? I need time. I would go back. would understand that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would go into the house. I might even introduce Tom Hanks to my new husband. You know? Maybe not the kid right away. That's like really weird. And the kid probably just wants to fucking sleep and play Nintendo or whatever. <laughs> not in that order. But whatever. Um, get Buy yourself some time. Figure it out. No? Yes. That's what I would do. I'd be like, look, and I would expect that my husband would understand. Like, oh my God, he's he's famous. Like, yeah, he's back. I saw the fucking news conference. Uh-huh. You know, something's gonna happen it's here. It's insane. I she, mean, it of is, course he's gonna look me up. You it's know? the crazy. I mean, there's no precedent for that situation when you sign yeah. up for a relationship. Exactly. You know? If you got into, I didn't want to say into bed, but if you got <laughs> into bed and then fell in love with somebody, or vice versa, fell in love then got into bed. And you got married and you started a family knowing full well the whole time that this was the baggage that somebody had, that their fucking significant other went down on an airplane and was marooned on an eye or which is gone, lost at sea or anything. Uh-huh. Holy shit. You got to know that that's in somebody's psyche somewhere and is fucking their shit up. So that situation comes by. And I think you have a part to play in that too and figuring out that's a life event and learning experience for everybody involved. Yeah, you got to be ready. Holy shit. For wh- however it ma- however the <clears throat> thoughts and emotions and feelings manifest themselves along the way, you got to be ready for that. You can't just, ooga booga, no. What? <laughs> you know, fuck it. You know, like, anyway, we're all adults here. Like, talk and, it out. Right. Figure something out. Figure something out. And time passes. Just send the guy away. You right. Know? And time passes after that. And I'm sure that they thought about it independently a while. But that's kind of the part of the movie we don't get to see. And that's why I think that the real, the real end end of the movie where he's out there and delivers that package or whatever. That's why I don't even need that part of the movie. That's why I don't like it very much. Is because I'm not even focused on that, concerned about that. That situation is irrelevant to me when... The real meat of the story has kind of concluded at that point. Oh, damn. All right, Kyle, you're up. Good one. Thanks, man. Okay. I'm going to give you Scream. Hmm. You're in Scream. You're Drew Barrymore. (laughs) You answer the phone at the beginning Uh of the movie, and you are in the exact same situation. You're getting played with on the phone. And then shit starts to get real, real fast. What do you do? Here's what you do. You, everybody should have a contingency plan like this, I feel. We talked about this the other day at work. Like, you don't have a contingency plan for somebody breaks in your house? You don't have a contingency plan for an earthquake? Yeah, of course I do. You find, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking, you find, in this case, it's, it appeared, in, in Scream, it appeared that the, the, the harasser was sort of, um, sort of ubiquitous in that moment, right? Like, they, right. They, they appear to have eyes on you from all angles, right? Yes. And so if that's the case, option, you know, one of the options of just running is is gone. Like, that that doesn't exist anymore. Right. So what do you do? Fucking you arm yourself to the teeth, and you find a place in the house that only allows one direction of someone being able to come at you, and you fucking defend yourself. Boom. Mm-hmm. You don't stand in, the, the like, the middle of any room. You don't, certainly don't stand any next to any windows doors nothing like that a corner and your arm to the teeth there you go and in fact you 
she had a little bit of time, you could have actually created a little boundary between you and whoever's coming at you mm-hmm. by by pulling furniture alongside. You make a little fucking, you take a stand. She was on the phone. Take a smart stand. Yeah. And fucking you, hang up. Dial nine one one. That too. Get yourself in a good spot. While yeah, exactly. While you're fortifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with me then? I absolutely right, agree. So we agree on that. That's one. such That's, bullshit. I wouldn't have given that any time of day for she any. She like second. stumbles around. You know, what? She, uh, should I check this glass door? <laughs> I don't even think I'd lock the doors, honestly. I'd immediately hang up, dial 911, and just get ready. She does grab a kitchen knife, doesn't she? Wait, does she? No. She fucking grabs Jiffy Pop. Yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got up. time for one more each. Just one more one each. One more oh, each. No, we have to have a lightning round. It flew by. We're going to have a lightning round. <clears throat> okay, All lightning right. round. My, my serious one, and then we'll do lightning round. Okay. All right, Kyle. The movie, Die Hard. The scene, no, the character, you're John McClane. <laughs> of course. The scene, <laughs> the fire hose. Oh, Kyle, much like John McClane, do you, facing enemy gunfire from the guys on the roof that are, you know, boots on the ground, if you will, boots on the roof, mm-hmm. and the helicopter strafing you from the sky, do you go to the fire hose? Tie it around your waist and ju- uh, knowing that they- well, he- did he know that the roof was gonna blow? I think so. Anyway, <laughs> all those things are converging on you. Do you have the balls to tie a fire hose around your waist, jump off the building, swing to safety? If or I have done everything up to that point that John McClane has done to uh-huh. get there. Yeah, all right, because I'm good. obviously insane and I'm just going for it. Uh, in preparation for getting to that point, if I was John McClane in that movie. I think I would have done many things different yes. uh, in terms of not making my presence very well known to everybody. There you go. But if that was my last case resort and it was, you know, tie up with a fire hose and hop off the roof or get shot to death by a helicopter, <laughs> I think I'd go off the roof. <laughs> now I have a machine gun. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. What the fuck? Why would you do that? Right? We talked about that. Oh, no. Fucking. Anyway. All right, we agree on that one then. I, I agree. You I agree. would go to? Oh, yeah. yeah what else are you going to do? Would. Yeah. I guess I'll just get shot. I guess I'll get blown up. Yeah. Fucking. How many, how many bullets can I take? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> die or maybe not die. All right, I'll maybe not die. Right. Just hard. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> it's Christmas time. You know? <laughs> take the jump. All right, my last serious one for you. All right. And it's less than serious. <laughs> Back to the future. Ooh. You. Are hanging out with Doc Brown, the what are they? Uh, the terrorists from wherever place? Libya. Libyan terrorists, right? Of course. Who do you think? The <laughs> Libyans. <laughs> well, I think that was maybe too loud. But anyway, the yeah. Libyans are there. Uh huh. And Doc tells you to go. Uh huh. And you get in the car, uh-huh. and you end up in 1955. Wow. Thirty years in the past. What do you do? You have no energy to get home. What do you do? No, I, I think he he played it right. You know, you got it. You have to. You know, Doc Brown is alive, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and he built that damn time machine. He's your only chance to get back. And so you, yeah, you look him up and all that stuff. Uh, I don't think you play a second number at the fucking dance. You know, <laughs> boy, oh boy, you know, like time is of the essence, and just do one more, just do one more. Are you kidding me? See you later. <laughs> <laughs> got got somewhere to be. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what other answer you could possibly come up with there, right? You, you got to do that. No? Au contraire. Oh, shit. Would you like my answer? Y- yeah, because I'm, I'm, I got if, no creative thought right now. If I, I listened to Doc Brown about all of his time bullshit everything, <laughs> and I get sent back in time knowing full well that I'm realizing I'm in the real 1955, this ain't no party, this ain't no disco. This ain't no fooling around. We're there. Mm-hmm. After everything he said about fucking with the time-space continuum and meeting people that you know and everything and how that could ruin everything, I would just go away. I would just go someplace wow. else, and I would try and just make a life someplace else. I think that I would... Because, I mean, of course, all these time travel movies are paradoxical by nature. And so is Arrival, all you fans of Loud on the Set. I, oh, Anyway... We've gotten so much backlash about Angry the tangent. arrival situation. <laughs> Everybody, it has the same paradox, people. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway, go ahead, Kyle. Yes, sorry to interrupt. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> it has flaws. Deal yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would. I would not risk going to Doc Brown and fucking the universe up, or my own existence. And I would. I would trust in the fact that I'm in 1955, and holy shit, this stuff's real. And I would go and try and. You know, play the part somewhere else. But inevitably, going anywhere else is probably going to fuck it up too. So Interesting. You know what you – see, I like what you just said. I like everything you just said because you didn't think about yourself. You thought about the universe. You thought yeah. about the multiverse. I did. The multiverse. You got to save the multiverse. <laughs> and the best way to save the multiverse is, well, I guess I'm here. Uh, this is the last the world will see of this time machine because mm-hmm. I'm going to junk it, right? And yeah. it doesn't have the fuel. And so unless he reinvents it again 30 years later – but then again, here's the upshot to what you're saying of staying in 95. <laughs> you can become Biff, essentially. Yeah. You can be like a good Biff. You're like, well, fuck, it's 1955. But yeah, like like many American guys, I know who's going to win the World Series right. in like 86. And You'd yada, be all yada. set. You don't need the almanac. You don't You don't need an almanac, right? No. Like once you're Marty, you're like, well, I just have to pick a couple of select horse races and World right. Series and Super exactly. Bowls and boom. Yeah. And then you don't have to you know ruin the fucking city like mm-hmm. Biff did. You just got to chill. Yeah. Not bad, Kyle. Yeah. It, it, everybody wins in your... Everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lightning round. All right, round lightning round. Take us go. out. All right. Um, here we go, Kyle. Uh, lightning round. Let's, let's do this let's quick. Let's do it quick. You're Rachel McAdams in the notebook. <laughs> do you I go drowned with, myself in do, the ocean. Do, do you go with Cyclops or do you go with Gosling? You know <laughs> Gosling. what I mean? Yeah? Absolutely. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Gosling. That guy, That guy fucking Cyclops is... Yeah, no, the the, the the fire burned with Gosling. Gosling, 100%. Yeah, there's... Yeah. there's no question. Yeah, that, that's where the flame was. Yeah. All right. All right, you're up. Lightning round. Oh, shit. Um, uh, the Exorcist. Your child is possessed by a demon. What do you do? Or rather, it's acting like they're possessed by a demon. Oh, um... <laughs> let's see. Ditch or dumpster? Next up. Next up. No, what would you do? No, I'm. I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm serious about that, but uh, oh, good God, like, I don't know. Yeah, fucking sucks. Bring back human zoos. I don't know if I'd believe it. I. I would. I'd go the medical institution route. There you go. Probably institutionalize. There you go. Right, and be right. very sad. You just convinced me. I'm gonna yes. chalk it up as a convince. <laughs> All that's right. That's our third one of those. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Kyle. See, I, I got creative here at the end for the speed round. Okay. Um, you are one of the wives. Choose whichever one you want. You're one of the wives of the cowboys in Brokeback Mountain. Oh my God! You have creeping suspicions that your man is 
not who he seems to be. Uh-huh. And that he is uh, going on these trysts, as they say. Uh-huh. And then you find out and you've had kids. You've had a whole life. You've yep. built your whole life around them. Kyle, pick one. Michelle Williams or uh, the hell's the other one's name? Annie Hathaway? Yeah. What do you do? WWKD. I am, as me, in uh-huh. this, have probably a far greater skill set to deal with this situation <laughs> than all those people in the movie did. So I would be disappointed, of course, but I would want to support them and have them feel happy and comfortable. So I think that I would find a way that worked out for everybody to where I could move on and be happy and have them be happy and move on. There you go. You communicate, right? Yes. Communicate. Communication is key. Not flip the fuck out. Yeah. That's why we have a podcast. We're good communicators. (laughs) Yes. Those people suck. (laughs) All right, you're up. Speed round. Um, I'm out of stuff that you probably haven't seen, so I'm going to go back to Dawn of the Dead because I can explain this. Zombie apocalypse, Uh no reason why. They go and hold themselves up in a mall to survive. Mm-hmm. Where would you go in the zombie apocalypse? Would you go to a mall? Would you go to a place and would you stay put? Or would you rove around and try and survive? Uh, grocery store. Grocery store? Yeah. You eat food. Yeah. Yeah. Simple as that. Great. So you'd hold up in the grocery store? The other day I was at a fucking... What if it gets overrun? Well, then, yeah, then you got to move, right? Then you got to move. But uh, you know what? I take that back. Maybe not a grocery store. Uh, I'd probably, for the first time in many years, step foot in some mega store. Mm-hmm. Because That's kind of like the mall. Some of those mega stores, which I refuse yeah. to name, I would never fucking. <laughs> uh, sometimes they sell guns. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And zombies. Ammo. Everything goes when it's yeah. zombies. A bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next all up. All right, hit me up with whatever you got left. Um, I'm all out. You are. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, I'll, we'll end on this one. Okay. I have more, but we'll all right. save them we'll for save them for another one. Yeah. Um, you're in Jurassic Park. Mm. Oh, this is a good way to end. Yeah. You're in Jurassic Park. And you're one of the adults. Pick whichever one. You're uh, Alan. Not Flop Top? <laughs> <laughs> Not Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. I right. you. You're either Alan or you're Ian Malcolm or you're that lawyer. Mm-hmm. And you're in, the, you're in the car and you're watching the T-Rex destroy the sunroof to that SUV going mm-hmm. after the kids. Yeah. What do you do? Fuck. Also, I am Ian Malcolm in this situation because I think I would be a cynical asshole this whole time. Like, you guys are idiots. What the uh-huh. fuck have you done? Uh, at that point, with the amount of amazing shit that was going on, I don't think I'd be too sad if I died by dinosaur. So <laughs> I think that I would probably try and do something a little bit smarter than running with the flare that I'm holding. Yep. I would probably stand behind the, my car and wave it so that they just saw the flare. And then I would toss the flare over the fence and I would stay behind the car. Yeah. Beautiful. I was going to say something very similar to that. Just... Uh, start lighting the flares maybe inside the vehicle or like grab your, the kids get the fuck out your of plan's it. even better stand behind the car so you could be mobile in case the thing starts attacking your fucking SUV and you throw those flares in fact you throw them in the direction that the fucking T-Rex came from send yes. them right back into his pen and, uh, and apparently there's a giant cliff there somewhere you yeah know? That, that's a that's a <laughs> What a huge flaw. I'm Giant a, plot hole. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the those SUVs are loaded with shit you could throw. Light one of those giant flashlights. Throw that fucking thing Light over the Light the edge. SUV on fire, put it in drive, and run it down the street, you know? <laughs> Anything. Anyway, I, I think the bottom line here is Anything fires. Anything that they light, light didn't fires. do. <laughs> if you're in a tough situation, burn it. Burn it down. Burn it all burn down. Burn it all down. WWKG, WWKJD, burn it all down. <laughs> And right. with that, we're out of time. What's this arson investigator doing here? <laughs> What's the fire department doing outside, Thank Kyle? Thank you for joining us. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. 
Take us home, Kyle. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Let's do it again sometime. Yeah. Loud on the set with Kyle and James. Thank you all so much for listening. You can check us out on YouTube and iTunes. Anywhere you find podcasts, we are there. Check us out, kylefosterarts.com. You can get us on the blog. Catch us up with the most recent updates. Um, let us know what you do in these situations. Send us some emails, loudonset at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Send us some movie ideas, some movie situations, and we'll read them out on the show. Quick recap of today's episode. Six agreements. I, I probably lost count, but whatever. Here's what I wrote. We six, agreed on almost everything. Six agreements, three disagreements, and three uh, like convince each other to, to switch our choice. That sounds so about right. Not bad. Pretty solid. Yeah. Give us some ideas. Go see some good movies, get the ideas, send them to us, and have a great time. See you later. And cut.